Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our first guest has more than 10 years of product management, sales, and marketing experience. Previously, he was with Microsoft for more than five years. Please welcome Ray Thomas, Vice President of Sales at MSI Data. Ray, welcome to the show. Hi, Peggy. How are you? I am great. So, Ray, I'm delighted to have you with us today because you're the perfect guest to actually talk about. Everybody's talking about wanting data, right? We go from what is all this data, but I really want to have this discussion about not just having data, but actually using this actionable intelligence. Let's really dive into that because I think sometimes it's not about just the importance of having too much data. The key with all of this is making the right information and having it and data when you need it. You're absolutely right, Peggy. You know, a lot of companies are focused just on the data right now. You know, where is it? How do we get it from place to place? How do we store it? How do we clean it or average it? And they spend so much time thinking about that type of information, they don't focus on the actionable intelligence piece. You know, that can be sort of an afterthought. Um, or, Or some people think, you know, the insights will be naturally apparent when the data is all in the right place and scrubbed and everything like that. Um, you, you, at the opposite end of the spectrum, you do have people that are investing a lot of time and resources into making sure they've got, you know, all kinds of data insights. Um, but, you know, the insights don't always translate into, like you said, actionable intelligence. Um, and so there, there are a few principles that can, that can help with this process. So Start simple. We, yeah, I was going to say, how oh, do we get ahead. them to think? Start simple. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so start simple, involve people or process, and then measuring the impact. Um, start simple, you know, rather than drowning in data, pick a single data set and ask, what can we do with this? How can getting it more quickly or in the right hands help us? How can getting it electronically or in mass help us? You know, then bring in people and process. How can getting this data to the right person help us or getting it into the right process help us? And then measuring the impact you know, as just an example, if we're collecting data like machine hours, and if we bring in a process like preventative maintenance, and if we involve people like service technicians, then we can get, you know, that information to those service and technicians, make sure they maintain the equipment on time rather than waiting too late, and then we can measure the impact on something like uptime, for example. So what you talked about that, Ray, that's so important because you gain this intelligence over time. And then you can accumulate that by saying, now we can improve the processes that we want. We can improve the uptime and the life of a machine. Now we have gained this insight that maybe over time we didn't have, and we could say, we can get better idle time on that machine and get better life out of the machine. So you're gradually involving the right people who can say, look, I can do better things with my machine now that I understand it. By involving those people that you just talked, starting simple, now you get a bigger picture, right, of what you need to do. Exactly, exactly. So, do yeah, people... you know, I go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, I was just thinking. Saying... Yeah. Go, go on. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, so you're absolutely right. You know, assembling that data and building that equipment history over time um, can be can be very valuable. Um, you know, I was uh, I was traveling last week, and I was. Um, uh, at my hotel, I walked out of the hotel to grab a bite to eat. 
I was walking down the street and the road was closed uh, for construction, but they weren't actually doing construction because a machine was down. You know, they'd taken the machine apart and they had several people looking at it. And my first thought was just, you know, I wonder if IoT could help with this situation. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. If you have that, that history over time, then maybe you can communicate to those um, you know, individuals working on that particular machine, hey, we've seen this problem somewhere else in the world, and here's what they did to fix it. So rather than you guys having to spend time diagnosing it, we've already done that, and you know, this data is, is smart enough to tell us what's going on here. That was the question I was going to ask you to further this. I think the problem when we talk about using data is we try to encompass it in IoT on too many things. Maybe the idea is when you said start small or start simple, I should say, is the idea that if you see something and you can improve it, now you could take it to the next level. I think we try to make this overarching thing and it becomes too big. People don't know where to begin. It becomes so overwhelming that then they don't do anything. And you just said, now if you saw another example and you communicate, and construction is an amazing industry for communication. Isn't that a better way? Because now they could say, look, I've learned from my other brethren who've accomplished something. Now I wouldn't have that piece of equipment sitting down and people being frustrated. Oh, there's construction, you know, another season we have to deal with, right? Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, you you know, when... When a lot of people think about IoT, I think that the problem is they, they think of it as this brand new thing. It's almost like we have to go build this brand new building, kind of, you know, so to speak, uh, you know, somewhere else uh, around this IoT thing. And as we have to start from the ground up and we can't communicate anything until we're done. But really, you've already got, you know, businesses, you've already got construction, you've already got processes. And IoT is about, like you just said, improving those things and, and adding the value into those things that are already existing. It's, it's not a whole brand new thing that's totally separate from everything people are doing today. So you've just described taking, how would we take this equipment intelligence and use it to become more, as you just described, field service? Now take it a step further because you've just described with the equipment, can we leverage it into other things more that can you give us more of those examples? You gave us the one going out of your building. Are there other examples that we can see for those listening that say, look, there's so many more things that are the, those start simple cases that you've just talked about? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, uh, another one that, that is pretty simple is just getting the information to the manufacturer. Um, I think when I talk to manufacturers, a lot of them say that beyond the warranty period, you know, which may be one, two, or five years, but beyond that, they aren't getting machine repair information because there's a, there's a cost involved with that. It costs me something to assemble paperwork and send it in. And if there's no warranty payment, I, I'm probably not going to do that. But with IoT, you're eliminating or minimizing that cost to get the information to the manufacturer. So now, you know, 20 years down the road, they can see, oh, this part's failing on this machine, and maybe we have to retool our manufacturing process or fix this so that you know, 10 years down the road, it doesn't fail or something like that. A um, couple other examples would be um, parts. You know, I, the example I talked about earlier, you know, maybe they could diagnose what's wrong with the machine sooner. But in addition to diagnosing it, maybe we're going to need a part. And maybe we can see, we can connect that into who's got this part that's close by. Or maybe it needs a particular type of oil or a particular type of fuel. And now, now we can make sure that we deliver it just in time, you know, before the machine runs out of fuel or oil, before it needs an oil change. Um, and then a, the last one would be skill sets. You know, if we can, if 
we can diagnose the problem, make sure we know what we parts we need to bring. You know, I can also now make sure I'm sending the right skilled technician before I get there versus, you know, sending just whoever's available or whoever's closest. They get there, they take a look at it, and they say, oh, this is a hydraulic issue. I don't know hydraulics. We need to get Joe out here. Well, now we can send Joe the first time because we know it's a hydraulic issue to begin with. Do we have examples of industries that are mastering, that are, you know, that are leaders in equipment intelligence that we could say we can learn from them and be able to incorporate that, incorporate this in, in construction and say, let's follow what they're doing and we get this data that we want and, and be able to leverage it? Yeah. Um, I, I, if I had to um, pick another industry to study and learn from, I would say automotive. Um, and especially consumer automotive. Um, and there, there's a lot of things that you know you and I as consumer car owners or drivers don't always know that's going on, but they're, you know cars are pretty intricate machines with a lot of different moving parts. and um, you know I know that for a fact that um, just the battery alone, you know, um, batteries are getting more complex and, and they're doing a lot with IOT around. Um, you know, measuring the data coming off of batteries and things like that. So that might be an industry um, that construction equipment could look at for examples. So when you look at this, where do you see the industries kind of headed overall? Um, yeah, well, like we like we started on this session, the the actionable intelligence piece. Um, you know, I, I I see companies that are really just getting the data in place and starting to get that actionable intelligence piece. I also think that we're going to see more transparency around this. Like I said, uh, there's a lot going on in the automotive industry that is kind of behind the scenes right now. And I think you're going to see that start to move into the forefront. I think, you know, if you think about something like Nest or Alexa, people are, are starting to, you know, you're starting to see IoT move into people's homes. It's a concept that they're familiar with. They're getting more comfortable with you know, hey, I want this data. I want to see this information. I know if I get this data, I can help, you know, my home be more efficient. So I think you're going to see more and more transparency and more and more stakeholders involved in looking at all of the data across the spectrum. I think today it's more of siloed data, of, you know, just the manufacturer has this information or, or just the distributor or just the machine operator. Um, but, if, again, if you bring in people in process and if everyone's looking at it and sharing insights, um, I think the, the whole industry will get better. Well, it's interesting to see where I think. Ray, where can our listeners go to learn more information when they want to try to understand intelligence and information for all of this the kind of thing? Because I think that's an important part of it all. Sure. Um, yeah, we've got a whole IoT center on our uh, website, uh, msidata.com. Um, we've got a lot of articles about just industry trends and things that we're seeing around um, IoT and, and field service. So that's a great place that people can go. And one other thing I'm kind of curious about before we end our discussion today, is there one thing that you would say in, over time that we've learned on this intelligence game that we haven't mastered yet that we think construction companies can do now? If you were to try to give advice to them and say, here's where I would tell you to start. You said this, starting simple. But beyond that, you would say if they're afraid because they're looking at cost or whatever, is there a way that they can look at right now machine intelligence is one? Is there something else you would say, start simple? Is there other, you gave the three things. Is there something else you'd say, look, time is right now versus what it was maybe two years ago? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I guess the, the, the big thing 
um, that I'd say is really um, to, to look at across all the machines that you own or that you've sold or that you work with um, and, and and collectively look at uh, the information on a regular basis. I think so many people get involved in you know running their business that they don't necessarily take time to step back and work on their business you know, in addition to working in their business. And so, um, you know, one thing I would say is, you know, once a year, twice a year, four times a year, just take a step back and sit down and look at the information and say, you know, and maybe after hours, so the phone's not ringing, but, you know, look at it and say, hey, what are some things that I can just look at the information and, and deduce from it? You know, maybe it's, hey, this one machine is always breaking down. Maybe it's time to, to scrap that machine and, and buy a new one or, or get it refurbished or you know, do a complete overhaul. And I think just taking time away from the day-to-day and looking at the data holistically, you'll, you'll find some interesting things. Hey, Ray, thank you for being with us. All right, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come right here on ConExpo. ConAg Radio brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Can you imagine a world without children? A world without their smiles or their laughter. A world where children don't play or sing or dream or imagine. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we can't imagine a world without children. That's why we're working every day to find cures for diseases that strike down children everywhere. Diseases like cancer, pediatric AIDS, and sickle cell. And we won't stop until every child is cured and every disease is defeated. Because we can't imagine a world without children. Can you? Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn how you can help, log on to our website, stjude.org. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McCullough brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcCullough.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcCullough.com. 